When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the DPHRO and Rothenberg Podcast. Yep. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yep. The ESPN New York app. Yep. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. He knows sports. What if we made you like an ice crew member for the Islanders? An ice cream vendor? And he's very humble. Your mother. So now it's time to see if you can stump Rothenberg. So I love paying attention. They got silver. Who is silver? Stump Rothenberg, driven by Ramsey Mazda. All right, here we go. We got questions. You have a question. RJ has his five pack. We start as we always do. With Andy and Merrick. Andy, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Good morning, guys. I got to tell you, Grasso was great last week, but there's nothing like having Ricky D back filling up the crease. Well, there you have it. See, that was something nice. the nicest thing you've ever said to me. It really was very lovely. To that end, I'm going not just hockey questions. Mm -hmm. I'm going goalie questions. Mm -hmm. Who is the only goalie to have an NCAA title? You got to know An this. Olympic gold medal and a Stanley Cup. Could be Ken Dryden? No. No, no, no. I'm talking to Rick. I was, that was not a final answer. Okay. So what is it again? It's a it's a national championship, uh, Stanley Cup, and a gold medal? Correct. Oh, it's a gold, gold medal 60 or 80. Now you say U.S. Oh. It's not going to be U.S. Oh. Uh, well, it's not Lundquist, unfortunately. No, he didn't go to. He didn't go to college. Listen, I'm played over I'm in Sweden. Spitballing here. Could have gone to a, a college over in Sweden. Um, pool is a tough question. So it's NCAA championship, Stanley Cup, and gold medal. Walk me through Ed Belfour's history. Ooh. No, but he didn't. He didn't. Did he win a a, a gold medal though? Well, I know he went to school. Because uh, didn't he win a uh, he won, Stanley? He, uh, he, he definitely won, won a cup. He, he won, it's he just won one, a national championship. Andy, it's just one guy? It's just one guy. Neil Broughton did it as a skater, but I said gold. Nice. Ooh. So I think Ken Dryden is Cornell and Montreal, but he's not. I think I like Belfour. Be- you think? I think Belfour's it. Yep. Well, is there anybody else that no, we can think, think of? No, I think that's it. Andy, Belfour, final answer. Ricky. Yes. What do you mean, Ricky? Yes. <laughs> we are. Ricky. We really are unbelievable here. I mean, you, that just encapsulated the entire show. <laughs> I, I, RJ, did you hear that? I just said, what, what, how do we feel about Ed Belfour? And he's like, you know what? We think about it. He goes, yeah, you know what? Let's go Belfour. And and Andy's, Ricky, you're right. Yes. Ed Belfour it just is. I'm telling you, Rick felt really good about Eddie the felt good. Yeah, we right. go with it. Unbe- we, were, we really are unbelievable. When I, when I lived in Chicago, Eddie B was the uh, Blackhawks goalie. So, Team Canada, I guess, right? Was, uh, but, yep. but not when it was amateurs. He must, he did this when he was a professional, Dude, right? He was, there are some, there are some unbelievable Eddie Belfort stories. 
That's yeah, quite, the, won, quite the won, achievement. Uh, he won in uh, 2002. He got, right, when it was the professionals. He got right. sent home from Boston because he told Ken Hitchcock that he wasn't going to pregame skate because he has like this whole routine. Like, hey, Belford missed team planes because he'd sharpen his own skates uh-huh. and just tell, like, well, Eddie, we'll, we'll, I'll meet you there. Don't worry about it. And he'd like, get his own flight. And they didn't care about that? Uh, they didn't love it, but he was, I mean, it, it was his own little thing. Boston tells tells Ken Hitchcock, I'm not going to pregame skate. Had his whole routine. Hitchcock decides he's going to embarrass him in front of all the guys. Oh, and he doesn't want to skate. Choke, <laughs> choke Ken Hitchcock. He went after Hitchcock? Attacked him, yeah. Let's go to Colby and Asbury. Colby, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Good morning, gentlemen. Rick, good to have you back. I'm going to roll with baseball this week. All right. Uh, Dave, who is the all-time leader in walk-off RBIs for the Mets? I mean, you think maybe David Wright? Um, who's been there the longest? I mean, Wright was there forever. Could be. It can't be Pete. I don't think. You know what? We, I don't think it's this. Remember how many Wilmer Flores had? That one year, he just had time after time after time. Um, time after time. It's <laughs> a good song. <laughs> I will be waiting. Time after time. <laughs> um, the fact oh, that you're not the fact that you're not on television every day. Why is a real? That's a travesty. Um, I'm just trying to think. Is there an older Met, Bud Harrelson? So I'm thinking right. I don't know. I put Wilmer in that grouping. Pete, but he hasn't been here long enough, so let's take him off. Beltran wasn't here long enough. Ed Cranepool. I, I, I'm going to go Wilmer, but I, I'm probably not right. Oh, he's too good, ladies and gentlemen. You got it. Wow. That might be one of your best ever. Wow. I didn't think there was any chance you'd get that I'm right. surprised greatly by wow. that one. That was nice. Wow. Chris in North Carolina. Hi, Chris. Good morning, guys. What's up, buddy? Uh, Juan Soto is six ballparks away from homering in every current Major League stadium. And he visits all six this season. Mm -hmm. Who are the only two, or can you name one of either, the only two players to homer in all 30 current Major League ballparks? I'll take either. I know Mel Ott had done it years ago, but that's obviously not active. Um, hmm. Going to be after someone that I mean, it's been around for a while. Obviously, I assume that pool's just retired. Mike Trout. Final answer? <clears throat> and there's two, so either. Mm-hmm. What about... It's got to be Trout. What about Stan? Probably. I wonder if we got both. Stanton, National League forever. I go Stanton. Stanton over Trout? I go Stanton. Yeah, because he was in the National League exclusively. Trout's never been in the National League. Does he have a home run in every 
National League Park. It's at every park, right? Not against every team? Correct. Mm -hmm. All right. We'll we'll go Stanton. Give him the day. Nice. Well done. Machado's the other. Oh, all right. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Nice. You saved me there. That's great. Thank you. Good good job by you. Yes. Um, 1-800-919-3776. So we're 3-0, and but really I'm 2-1. and one. I would have gone with Trout, which was a mistake. Um, Don't look at the banana like that. Interesting. It has like a, a <laughs> real blemish on it, though. What? Uh, you're the only one of the three of you that I bring bananas to. That, no, no, that I'm, appre- I'm appreciative. It's just, it's interesting that it has well, like a... That's the best of the bunch. A full mole on Like, they, it's, like it's, I, it's if I don't eat this mark. banana, it should get this checked out. <laughs> right. It should go to like a, <laughs> like a fruit dermatologist. <laughs> um, uh, by the way, you're listening to DNR 98.7 ESPN WEPN FM. <laughs> In... <laughs> what? In New York. Uh, Noah in Bergen. Noah, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Hello. Good morning, guys. Do you guys hear me okay? You're kind of breaking up a little bit. Uh, we hear you fine. Oh, beautifully. Okay. Um, I'm going to follow up uh, on Andy's question. Okay. Uh, if you were watching the New York Rangers last week, you would have seen Igor Sistjorkin with an assist. Mm-hmm. So I have a two-part question. Number one, in his illustrious career, Rick DiPietro famously didn't even score one measly goal. But I do want to know... How many assists did Rick have, and which goalie has the most assists in NHL history? Most assists in NHL We've history. We've had this one before. Um, I know the answer to that one. I don't even know how many assists I had. I can't answer I my think, own question. Tom, Tom Barrasso, I think, had the most assists. Another That's lefty, right. by the way. Is that right? That's right. Forty-eight. Right. Nice job. I, I'm, how about I'm, I'm sorry. I don't. I don't know. I have no idea how many assists you had. Um, I guess. I'll say I had 16 assists. Uh, you underestimate yourself, Rick. You had 19 assists. Nice. Brasso, I think, is around 50. 48. He, he just said that. Good day, he, just 48. Said oh. he just said no, it. I wasn't listening. I had an assist in my first game, too. Really? Yeah, we lost 2-1. Assist on the only goal. That's unfortunate. How about this little nugget? Andy, yeah, what do you got? Andy from Merck just sent me. Uh-huh. <laughs> Speaking of Eddie Belfour, uh, this was in 2006. Belfour gets beat up in a fight at the Garden City Hotel. Two days later, I beat him head-to-head in an epic 10-round shootout. Really? You must remember that. I don't. I remember... Huh. Uh, no, I don't remember the shootout. I remember, I remember the Belfour thing. He you came, don't remember the sh- that no, shootout? He came back to the hotel. They were all banged up, and he got into a wrestling match with the other goalie. Ended up hurting the, <laughs> ended up hurting the other goalie. So he was a real oh, interesting yeah. guy. You don't remember when he got arrested? No. And he had no he had no clothes on in the uh, or had no shirt when they got arrested, and then one of the guys in the uh, in the in the prison cell, right. jail cell, whatever it is, he he was brought to prison. Yeah, gave him his jacket. So he walked. There's a big there's a picture of him with a fubu coming out like a fubu jacket oh, out of funny. prison. No, I don't I don't remember that. Let's go to Joe in Connecticut. Hey Joe, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Morning boys, how are we doing? This What's morning? up, buddy? How are you? All right, thank you. Um, just want to see if I can catch you. All right. Lowest MLB draft pick. To make it to the Hall of Fame, but you have to have been a pick. So, like, like a, a free yeah. agent, a Rule Five, nothing like that works. No, the MLB draft pick, an actual draft pick, to make it into the Hall of Fame. Um, Piazza, got to be 
There it is. That was that right? There it is. Boom. There it right is. To, right to the tip of your there tongue. Yeah. Well, I mean, Piazza was like the oh God. What was the number? I mean, in the in the hundreds. I think he was a 62nd round draft pick. You know the that only reason wild. The only reason he was drafted because his dad. Because his dad Tommy was Lasorda. friends with Tommy Lasorda, yeah. and as a favor, they're like, you know, 62nd round. Let's let's just take, take a flyer. Him. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Mark in Bloomfield. Mark, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Hi. Good morning, guys. Good morning. There were. It's a multi-part question. There were uh, six players on the 1972 Perfect Dolphins that ended up in the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. uh, including Coach Shula and uh, their director of player personnel, Bobby Beathard. Can you name uh, five of the six players that ended up being in the Hall of Fame? Uh, Bob Greasy. Hello? Yeah, that's one. Okay. Um, Larry Zonka. Two. Nick Bonacati. Three. So you're in, you're... It's six plus Don Shula? Yeah, it's six plus Don Shula and then their director of player personnel, Bobby B. Larry Little. Yep. Just one more of the six. Paul Warfield. Yes, sir. You're correct. Nice. How about that? Rolling today. Rolling. We really are. Yep. Uh, Let's go Chris and Beth Page. You're on Stump Rothenberg. Hi, Chris. Hey, guys. Uh, Zach Eddy is about to become probably the second player to win uh, the John Wooden Award for Outstanding College Basketball Player in back-to-back seasons. Mm-hmm. Who's the only other person ever to do that? So, I mean, who, who are the greats that were there? Ewing was great, was there for a while. Um, Bobby Hurley. What do you think Edie is at the next level? I, I don't know. I mean, he's so huge, and that, now they're talking about him being like a, a legitimate first round pick. But I, he's he's very. It looks plotting. like he's himself in better shape this year, though. Yeah, um, he's very plotting. Uh, Zion won it, but he was only there for one year. Um, Tyler Hansworth was great, but he didn't win back to back. Leitner never won back to back. Jordan won it. Walter Berry won. I think uh, Ralph Sampson. You're the man, Dave. Thank Great you. Job. 82-83, I think, for Virginia. You know what's weird about Virginia? What? Ralph Sampson, one of the great college players yep. of all time, never went to the Final Four. Year he left, they, they go to the Final Four. Ugh. That's brutal. Um, what do you want to do? You want to you want to be done? You want you want to go? You want me to take more? I think you are. RJ will answer that question. That's not my. Age. RJ? RJ. Oh, he's on the phone. Again? He's screening callers. All right, let me ask my question then. All right. Uh, this is Nick's related. Can you tell me? Well, let me set it up first. Uh, Jalen so, Brunson. So we're, we're done with the callers then? No, we saying. can take another caller. Just All let right. me sprinkle me in here. Okay. Uh, Jalen Brunson just recently had his uh, 24th 30-point game of the season. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me who has the most 30-point games for Nick in a season? There's two of them. Tied at the top. I mean, you think Bernard King, you think, I don't think Clyde scored that much. Um, I 
right? Ewing, but Ewing was not a great score. Most 30 or more point games in a season. Two at the top. Brunson got 24. It's pretty remarkable. It's not too shabby. Um, <laughs> could be Carmelo. Could be Richie Guerin, but so far ago. I don't think it's Clyde. I don't think it's the Pearl. Not Willis Reed. Wish I gave you like four. You can choose the, the no, right no. two. No, yeah. just give me I the know, two. but in a perfect world, like oh, right, do perfect. <sighs> Don't let me trip you up. You're having a great day. Don't let I, me trip I, you listen, up. Listen, I understand I'm having it's a great day. It's not meant to be a terribly difficult question. Well, it's not easy. Um, all right, so it's it's the the four I'm choosing from Carmelo, Bernard King, Richie Guerin, Patrick Ewing. Those are those are my final okay. four. All right. Are, are are you willing to the tell two me are, the two are in your final four? They are in my final four. That's right. <sighs> Patrick Ewing, correct. That's one. Oh no, this might be the longest you've ever taken on one of my questions. Well, because I don't know it. Um, you got the first one. Thirty-six. Thirty-six in one season. 36 in one season. Pretty good. Yep. I don't think it was Mellow then. I'm going to eliminate Mellow. Okay. Mellow's out. Is that right? Yes. Yes. So now it's Richie Guerin or Bernard King. A lot of pressure. If I'm wrong, I'll be very angry. A lot of pressure. Richie Guerin. Give him the ding. Yes. That was nice. Yes. That was nice. See what kind of friend I am? I want you to get it right. Good. Well, that's nice of you. RJ, perfection. You're rolling. Really am. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Fuck that. Fuck that. <laughs> you start. We'll see no, how you do. I'm what? not. No. I just think for fun. I think you'll know this. I'll just spit it out if I have it. That's right. That's just, fine. Just, you spit. Thank I, <laughs> What, have you switched places today? <laughs> What is wrong with you? Listen, I'll I consider a success if you don't insult somebody's significant other here. I don't think he meant Cassie. All right, here we go. Golden Tate. Notre Dame. Yeah! Boom. Baby. Golden Tate. Golden Domer. Golden Tate. Yeah, oh. yep, there we go. <laughs> All right. and, and who did that? <laughs> Jamal Tinsley. Iowa State. Cyclones. Boom. Keenan... McCardell. It could be UNLV, but I'm not 100% he sure. He certainly is. Oh, yeah. Number 87, Keenan McCardell. And remember the, <laughs> there, remember Jimmy Smith was on that team. He was yeah. a cowboy, and they just they didn't want any part of him. They said, you go. You leave. I looked this up. You know who you know what Keenan McCardell is doing now? Uh, he sells Pokemon cards. <laughs> he Does might. he? No. <laughs> He, no. Well, he, the giant did it, and then he got in trouble for it. Yeah, uh, he, the linebacker. Yeah, he, well, is he got the, scammed. Like Martinez. Like Martinez. Yeah. He is the receivers coach for one Justin Jefferson. Oh, for the Vikings. Oh, I didn't know that. I love that. Look and look but on you. the side, sells Pokemon, Pokemon cards. Right. Did you buy some? You big no, I'm not into the whole Charizard guy. No. Yeah, yeah, they okay. just sold a box, an unopened boxes of hockey cards for 3.7 million dollars. That's nice. You got that much money, Dave? 
3.7? Close? No. I guarantee Grandma Bubbles does. Guaranteed. Yeah, right. Guaranteed. Oh, you think so, huh? Guaranteed. You stay out of Grandma Bubbles' pockets. I don't want to be in her pockets. Yeah. See, there, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, but there's something about it being... Oh, right. When he does it from... from you know, you know what he, like a he thinks of a deal, scud. He's, he's back in another state watching the drone and says, yes, fire it now. <laughs> so he's he's got his hands clean. There's something endearing about elderly loving woman, Rick's embracing her. You went right after his wife and... Called her a... I'm not even going to say the word. Floozy. Yeah, you did say Great. that. You yeah. feel bad about that at all? No. Okay. <laughs> That's good. No. Raymond Felton. Any idea? I good, think you know good this. Good point guard. I think you know this. Who? Well, you, well, you obviously know yeah, this. Yeah, of course. Rick, I think Rick knows You know this. what? Uh, I'm going to give you... Um, Raymond Felton. What other guy went to this school that I can... That's kind of innocuous... Brad Doherty. Oh. Um, Jeff Hale. Um, Jimmy Black. Matt Doherty. Bill Guthridge. Stop naming names. North Carolina. I was going to say North Carolina. Well, you could have. I gave you 40 hints. Yeah. That was a lot of hints. I I seize up. Sorry. All right. Jim Drunkenmiller. Same conference. It's not Drunken Miller. It's Drunken Miller. Drunken Miller. Yeah. Right, but it sounds more fun to say Drunken Miller. <laughs> um, I always called him Drunken first, Miller. First round pick. Yeah, Ace Custis. Um, Seth. I'm not paying Seth attention. Greenberg. Just answer the question. Of Virginia Tech. Thank you. Good old Jim Drunken Miller. No, it's not Drunken Miller. <laughs> May as well. Have been. It is though. It, okay, fine. You didn't call him Drunken Miller. Uh, no. Drunken Miller. There's You're no N. You're a liar. Sorry. It's okay. Jim Drucken Miller. There you go. That's perfection, by the way, you perfection. just saw. Nice job. You got any more? Like a bonus baby? Would you? Uh, do you sure you want to test this? You're undefeated. You don't want to just take your winnings and mosey on off? What could I win? This is why he doesn't gamble anymore, because he can't. Mm. What, what would I win? He wants another taste. All right. Kevin Cobb. Houston. Yep. <laughs> you wanted me to get it wrong. That one. Why? Because. He gave you the opportunity. Quarterback Houston. Yeah, he gave you the opportunity to take your take your winnings and leave, and you said no. And look, what I won the second showcase. Luckily, luckily. Luckily is right. That's it. That's Stump Rothenberg, driven by Ramsey Mazda. It's the experience of driving a new Mazda and buying a new Mazda from Ramsey Mazda. Choose wisely. Choose Ramsey Mazda. I, I feel terrific about that. I mean, we just went out there, and, and we just... Dominated. Domination. And you were very helpful. Thank you. The John Carlos Stanton, very good job by you. You know yes. what would have been even better? What? If you would have said, well, he he did a lot of them as Mike Stanton. Oh. But then maybe finished the, the, the feat. Yeah, he could have. As John Carlos Stanton. Um, Mel Kuyper's new mock draft is out. Is it? And then we have some audio from one Melvin Kuyper Jr. Yeah, you want me to run through the mock draft? Yes, let's just avoid let's avoid the McCall Hardman stuff as long as we no, can. We're going to get to McCall Hardman. Great. By the way, phone lines, 1-800-919-3776. And here we go. With the first selection in this Mel mock, the Bears take Caleb Williams. Ooh, Caleb Williams. Uh, have you seen the rumblings Falcons. That, that maybe Justin Fields, I guess you have, winds up with the Atlanta Falcons? Yeah, I saw some video of him. RJ, you see that video where he was like celebrating in his kitchen or something? I did not. That was posted. I think it was, was it Ryan Poles that said, it, in, in fairness sooner to Fields, we'd, ra- we'd rather do it sooner than later yeah. if if we're going to trade him? Well, I think the only thing you got to wonder here is, I mean, Caleb Williams has said how many times he doesn't want to play for the Bears. 
sorry. Well, I know, you're, sorry. You're, I mean, too bad. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it, you act like it hasn't happened before, though. Um, no, I mean, it, it has happened. I just think that you can't you can't be held prisoner by what 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 he wants. You got to do no, what's I, best for the organization. What I think is interesting, though, RJ, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't where did um? What if I forget his name now? California, Nevada. Ohio. No, no, it's a coach. Jerry Clings- Goff. No, Kingsbury. Uh, Kingsbury. Kingsbury. Yeah. Where did where did he interview first? Where did he accept the job first? Was it Chicago first? He left somewhere, right? He left somewhere, or was it Vegas? Well, no, I think it was. I think it was Vegas. And then he wound up in Chicago, right? No, he ends up in. Wa- he's in Washington. Is it Washington you, now? You're talking about. You're talking about Cliff, right? Cliff. Yeah. Cliff was. Cliff worked at USC last year. No, he I know, but where did he, in, he interview? Did he, didn't he take a job and then leave the job? Intended to take the job right. and left. I forget. I don't know. Does it really matter right no. now? No, it doesn't. All right. He's got Caleb Williams one. Yeah, it was Vegas. It was Vegas. He's got Jaden Daniels to Washington two. He's got That's three. why I said it. Because that was the thought. What? Caleb Williams doesn't want to play for the Bears. From So, so they brought Kingsbury into from from Washington. So Kingsbury worked with Caleb Williams last year at USC. So people were connecting dots and maybe they Maybe there's a trade and he winds up. Maybe with, he ends up in Washington. Um Jaden Daniels, two, and quarterbacks off the board at three, Drake May. So it goes one, two, three, three to New England. Arizona, four, Marvin Harrison. Uh, Chargers, this is interesting. I haven't seen his name much in the top five. J.C. Latham, offensive lineman from Alabama. And then he has the Giants taking Rome Odunze from Washington, who is a terrific wide receiver. Yeah, but I mean, in his mock, you get the first, you get your choice. In his after, mock, you uh, can have any wide receiver you well, want no, well, outside Mar- of Marvin, Marvin Harrison. Harrison yeah. Right, but you can have neighbors. You can have a Dunze. Uh Titans, seven, Joe Alt. Falcons, uh, uh, linebacker from Alabama, Dallas Turner. Bears take Caleb Williams, and then they wind up with uh, the receiving piece to that puzzle. Malik Neighbors at nine. I like the player. I don't know, man. Brock Bowers to the Jets. Love the 10. player. I just don't. I mean, you need I to fix that offensive line, and you don't have a second round pick. No. So now I don't. I'm not taking a offensive lineman that I expect to be starter worthy in this draft. So I'm going crazy in free agency with the offensive lineman. I guess get proven commodities. I don't. Know. Brock Bowers is awesome. Awesome. No, no, no. It's not the fact that I don't like Brock Bowers at all. It's just I don't. The Jets have to show up the offensive line. I understand line. that, but do you? I guess the mindset would be: yes, you get a a really good offensive lineman, but do you have the opportunity to take a generational tight end talent? And when you look around the NFL, what especially young tight ends are doing right mm-hmm. now? Why the music stuff? Look at Laporta and what he did for Detroit. Yeah. Uh, listen, I mean Conklin's good, but if all of a sudden now, uh, but it, he, but Bowers is a is a right. different level of tight end, and and you're right, and it translates quickly too. Quickly, and on top of that, you don't have to pay them. There mean, were more, it was more. I mean, there was, um, God, where? McBride on Arizona was awesome. Yep. You had um, the kid on Green Bay. Um, oh, uh, the Dallas Ferguson. Yeah, yeah. Green fight. Bay had the kid from like North Dakota that by the end of the year. Yep. He, who, Ray, I'm not giving you a hard time. Who got that long touchdown in the wild card I game? I forget his name, but I know who you you're talking about. You know what I mean. About. I yep. know you're talking about. Cro- yeah. Not Craw. I forget his name. But Fryermuth right, right away with Pittsburgh. I mean, you can good. you can have that immediate. I, I saw 
I saw like a list of like the recent first round picks at tight end, and, and boy, you better if you better have the right situation if you're drafting one in a, like a first round, especially in the top ten. You better because you can succeed later on in the draft. Like you can hit home runs. Look, look at look at all the great tight ends in football. I mean, how many were first round picks? Laporta was not. Kittle was not. Kelsey, Kelsey. was not. No, listen, I'm not disagreeing with right. you. I have a hard time believing they're not going to take an offensive lineman. I'm saying that, that would have to be the thought process, though. Um, moving along, Jared Verse uh, from Florida State to the Vikings. And then 12 is where it starts to get interesting. J.J. McCarthy. Oh, there's the music. J.J. McCarthy to the Broncos and under the tutelage of Sean Payton. That'd be a good landing spot for him because it's not a bad football team. Um, just trying to see anybody else that like moves the needle. Fashanu, 14th of the Saints. Uh, where's the kid that Oregon State? 18 to Cincinnati. The tackle with the tackle you were talking about the yeah. Jets liked. Yeah, Fuagu is that his name? Yeah, yeah. or Fuaga. Fuaga. Um, let me just rifle through the rest of this first round. Uh, yeah, that's I mean that's all I see that really is like needle moving that we have to throw out here. Uh, Ken Coleman. No, that's it. So. There would be no more quarterbacks taken after McCarthy at 12. I don't know. I, I, well, I would, that's what we've seen. I mean, that's pretty much what we've seen for the last couple. I think he had uh, Field Yates had McCarthy going 12, too. He's going to move up. I'm telling you. Once he performs it. When does, when does he perform at the Combine? Soon, right? Yeah, it's this week. Quarterbacks. Are, all right. So, I mean, I, I'm telling you, once he performs at the Combine, I think there's your answer. Well, why don't you see what Mel has to say about him? Um... All right, here's uh, one Mel Kuyper Jr. on first draft. Would you take J.J. McCarthy for the Giants at number six? Preposterous is the word I think you wow. said. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't go there. I, I think, they, I, I, and I'll give you a couple. Of first of all, I think it's too rich, way too rich for me for J.J. McCarthy in the top. Six, okay? Uh, yeah, if you're picking six, you got to get a quarterback you believe is right there with Drake May. Yeah. If you're picking this high. And J.J. has a chance. And I'm, I will get to J.J. down the line a little bit here. He's a tough one for me. I'm at 23 on my big board. But I think when you look at mock drafts and projecting where he'll go, I do think he's definitely going to be QB4. I will say this. Daniel Jones, to me, is and will be, when we look back to the careers of Daniel Jones and J.J. McCarthy, Daniel Jones is going to be a better quarterback. Daniel Jones has already shown he can be a winning NFL quarterback, a really good quarterback. He needs help. We talked about what New England didn't do with their guy. The Giants, get more help. Stay healthier, okay? Get guys healthy. Get it together. Maintain some consistency. And Daniel Jones is the right man for the job. All right, listen, I think Mel is sensational. I, I disagree with him here on numerous accounts. One, I think McCarthy is going to want to be a better quarterback than he anticipates. And two, I'm five years into Daniel Jones. I have not seen this special, talented Daniel Jones. He's a terrific athlete. And what did Mel just say at the end of that clip? Stay healthy. Got to stay healthy. Health is very important. Well, I mean, one of the huge concerns with Daniel Jones is he's never healthy. He hasn't been outside the one year. Right? I mean, they, the year that Dable came in, he stayed healthy. Right. Cut down on the turnovers, and they ended up winning a playoff game. So, they, I mean, they paid him. My argument to Mel would be, even when you saw Daniel Jones healthy last season, the offense— He, lo- they, he looked horrendous. Well, the offense didn't look good. Like, yeah, I mean— it. You could make the argument if you're Daniel Jones' guy. Offensive line hasn't been great. Right. On top of that, haven't he has not had a legitimate number one wide receiver? Hasn't has not. Right. Uh, you're you're right. But when you added the piece, but he had Darren Waller last year. But that's my point. When you saw like, Darren Waller with Daniel Jones, it was like, where is Darren Waller playing? Is Jalen Hyatt playing? Like they just did, the offense did not look nearly as good as it did with Tyrod Taylor. I, I I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I don't think so. We're five full years in. 
I still have huge question marks about Daniel Jones. And I know that there are people who would say, you know, Phil Sims was drafted in 79 and then split time with Scott Bruner and let, you know, got better six, seven years in and led the Giants to the Super Bowl in 86. That was a long time ago now. That doesn't often happen where a guy comes in, you don't know for years, and then he turns into that quarterback. Yeah, when, and especially when you have to pay them the amount of money that you're paying them. That's the other thing that Daniel Jones has working against him. Is he's making forty million bucks, right? So, and I mean, then when you look at his deal, what that turns into if you keep him for another year after this one, I mean, that's just it, it. Just it gets the money gets to a point where it's just it doesn't make any sense. Now, if you don't love JJ McCarthy or the, or the fourth quarterback, or or if you know you're Joe Shane and you look at at Daniel Jones and say he's going to be the answer, then yeah, I think you have to stay with him. But if there's a better option, which there may be, I think you have to move in that direction. Yeah, but you're also of the mindset. I mean, you're not like Mel in this. You know, Mel's breaking it down just by how you know what he sees in the tape, people he's talked to. I mean, sure. part of part of your your assessment, I think, of this draft is if Brian Dable identifies JJ McCarthy as the guy he wants to draft, you believe in it because you believe in Brian Dable. I do. He's not taking that into account. I mean, Brian Dable has look what he's done with the quarterbacks that he's worked with over the time, over the years. Right, Josh Allen was a was a like a molded piece of clay, and he and he molded him into. He's a great quarterback. Yeah, he's done a good job. I mean, he's done a really good job. I understand what you're saying. I, I mean, I get it. But uh, I think Mel's point is with the sixth overall pick, that that might be a little bit too rich. All right, so may, maybe you move down. Maybe. Maybe. maybe or maybe you, you take you, a, I mean, you, maybe you take a receiver. Maybe you take a tackle. I mean, maybe you move back up. Right. Maybe you I take think, maybe at six. Maybe you take the best receiver, and then you take your two ones. And and you, nah, I don't see someone's going to like McCarthy. So if if Mel has him at twenty three, there's no oh, way the he, big board. There's no way he goes twenty three. No, no, he's going to go in twelve. Right, because the quarterback is always o- overvalued. Yeah. So he's going to go twelve. So and there's a need. I mean, we went through the but, if, but if you if you love if you're the Giants, you really like him. So if someone's going to take him at twelve, it's not worth taking at six. Look at Daniel Jones. You, dude, I sent you guys the the Brendan Bean cut yesterday. The group chat. He's like, when we drafted Josh Allen, it was like you gave up too much. He's like, well. If it doesn't work, I'm going to get fired anyway. That's right. And if it works... And we say that all the time. No one gives a bleep. That's 100% right. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg Podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere, Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. I love the show. I love it. We really do I'm have a... After time. <laughs> 
All right, so 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 Daniel Jones yeah. this season cap it forty seven million. Bucks. That's a lot of money, right? But you can get out of it. So if you after this year, after the season, right. if you don't, if you stick with Daniel Jones, cap it next season forty one point six million. Here's where we get the problem, though. We get in the Dak Prescott situation. Cap it after that fifty eight point six million. Now, is this the only out, or could you, if he has a good year, have him for another year and then get out? No, yeah, we could. All right. So, I mean, the dead cap goes from it's the reason why you can't get rid of him now. The dead cap would be sixty nine million. Well, yeah, now you can't do it. Right. So, end of this year it would be twenty two million. End of the following year it would be eleven million. All right. So, but still, why why waste years though? Oh, I agree with that. You know what it, I mean? Like you're just wasting because now all of a sudden, I mean, if say he plays he plays well but not great, what are you going to do when you get to that? I mean, are you going to extend him? And, and wouldn't you think if the Giants loved him that they would let that be known? Like he 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 is our quarterback of the or future. They would, I think they would probably. I mean, they, they paid him because he deserved to be paid, but the way they structured this deal, there's probably still some... Yeah, there's an easy out. Right. A very easy out. But, like, if you loved him, wouldn't you make it known that we are riding with Daniel Jones and he's our guy? Well, he says it. I mean, Joe Shane says it. Hmm. There's well, a does. lot of... You read the tea leaves. There's a lot of... Well, dude, I mean, he, he, he says it with more authority about Daniel Jones than he says it about Saquon Barkley. Even uh, last year, even when they did the deals, he did that same thing. Yeah. Yeah, we'd like to have Saquon back. Oh, no, Daniel Jones, he's our guy. We love him. Correct. But Daniel Jones, to them, going into last season, was more important than Saquon Barkley. I don't know that that's still the case, other than they're financially strapped to him. Well, it was more important, too, because of what Daniel Jones's franchise tag number would have done to their salary cap. Uh, let's go to some of the calls. 1-800-919-3776. Madrid in the Bronx. Hi, Madrid. Hey, good morning, guys. Um, Just want to... Give my two cents in the Daniel Jones situation. Sure. Uh, can we take like a step back and look at this? Ever since the guy came in the league, right? He's had inconsistent systems. Not inconsistent. He's had different systems every year. On top of that, they haven't been really any good. One, two. The offensive line ever since he's been here has been horrible. Three. Everyone around him, he hasn't really had weapons, right? Up until last year, you say Waller. Well, Waller didn't do much in double teams. Then you say Tyrod Taylor came in, right, which is understandable. Well, the offense looked better. Um, the, the, it, it looked better, right? But um, there were a couple of tweaks in the offensive line when um, when Jones got hurt. They brought him to, right, and they added, I believe they had a couple of move-arounds. And they just started playing the passing. The, the pass protection was better. They, they allowed um, the most sacks like, in all the NFL last year, Madrid. I think it was 85 sacks. Right. So, so let's not play the game that the offensive line all of a sudden became terrific. Madrid, let me ask you a question. No, no, no. They didn't come. They didn't come. Let, yeah. me ask you, let me ask you a question. So look, look at this a different way, though. So, so pretend you're not a fan here for a second. Pretend you're Joe Shane and you're Brian Dable. And your livelihood, your job, depends on this decision. You feel comfortable rolling right. with Daniel Jones? As the, as the guy that's going to keep you employed the longest? I do, and I'll tell you why. Because we've seen what he could do with decent protection. He what, he got us to the playoffs with the ball, right? He won an away playoff game. Yep. On top of that, he posted numbers. He posted numbers that no other QB had done in history. In, in one, game, in one, in one game. So you're going to buy all of this off of one game, Madrid? <laughs> well, well, we saw... well. Yes, in a way, because we don't know what the, what we we don't know what the draft is going to hold. How are you going to mold somebody when you have no weapons or no protection? Well, in front you're going to uh, Madrid. If, if you have two, you have two second round picks and you have money in free agency. 
I'm assuming that if they draft the young quarterback, that they're they're going to build around that young quarterback. I know. I I understand. It's just for me. It's just hard to believe that we've seen what Daniel Jones could do if he had somewhat of a decent, like you know, system and protection. Yeah, but the other problem, Madrid. Thanks for Madrid. Thanks for the phone call. The other problem too is just the health stuff. He's just he's not available enough. I mean, he's had numerous real neck injuries. Right. So I mean, this was this was the you know this was the deal that he deserved because I mean again you he had a he had a really good season and they win a road playoff game and what's the other option? There was no other option. But now, because he was hurt, they didn't have a good season. They have the sixth overall pick. And now they're in a spot where they have a real decision to make. Do we want to tie ourselves to Daniel Jones? Because Daniel Jones, don't just think about this deal. If you pass up, if there's a quarterback sitting there at six, where you have a chance to move up to get your quarterback, right? reset the... And it's, a, it's actually a really good situation for a young quarterback because there's no rush because Daniel Jones is going to be here anyway. But you have a chance to reset the money because it's not just about this contract. If you're rolling with Daniel Jones, you're rolling with Daniel. Are you going to sign him to another deal and pay him fifty million bucks a year? No, no. no. Well, don't you have to think about that? Well, of course, you have to think about it. Like, you have keep, to take into account that this next quarterback is going to make no money for an extended like, period keep, of time. No, but we keep kicking this thing down the road, and he's just good. He's not great. What, what, what does that get me? Now I'm, I, I can't draft a quarterback because we're not finishing high enough in the draft. And, to draft and we're good enough that we're competing right. for playoffs. And I'm going to pay him fifty million bucks. I have I'm my going to answer. sign up to another deal? I have my answer. I'm drafting the quarterback. I'm moving up if I need to. Daniel Jones can be my starting quarterback it, until it, it's time to turn the page, and then I'm, I'm moving on. Right, and you also, as a franchise, I mean, as a, as a as a GM and a head coach, you buy yourself some more time, too. What what happens if you take a Dunze, you draft an offensive lineman, you sign a couple defensive guys, and you go 7-10 this year? They're probably going to get, I would say, Brian Dable's probably really on the hot seat. All right. So you're Brian Dable. Do you want to? I mean, so so you will have taken a job. We'll be out of that right, job. Right, taking your own and quarterback. And we'll never have taken your own quarterback. That's a scary thought. I'll tell you what the best thing for them to do is, just in if, if this was me, yeah. Because of what happened in year one, I think when they took this job, they thought that this was going to be a, this was going to be more of a slow burn, and they got too good too quick, too quick, and yeah. it sped everything up, and now put them in. They're in harm's way now. Uh, but not if they take the quarterback. But that's what's to recalibrate expectations. Well, you take the quarterback. It's like, oh, well, you know, if the Giants go seven and ten, but if you see glimpses, if they go seven and ten right now, but have what you deem as the quarterback of the future, not one person will call this show and, and be upset about it. Well, because expectations really haven't been recalibrated. Like you said, like a, well, take a step back, but and this was way more than a step back this season. Way more than a step back. It was a disaster. If you were, you think in his wildest dreams, Brian Dable ever thought that because he was so successful in year one that he'd be in the crosshairs in no. year two? If you were six and six and wound up seven and ten, you know what? Uh, fine, you were done, done. You you came out of the gate, you were grotesque this season. Awful start. Yeah, it was brutal. You you, I mean, forty nothing. You say a loss is a loss. Yeah, but but they they look different. That game looked awful. Awful. First half against Arizona was gross. Gross. <sighs> The Seattle game, the second Dallas game, the the I mean, oh, just bad, bad football. I, the other thing I wouldn't, I would have a hard time if I'm, you know, Dable and in Shane, and I like him. I like the. How do you not like Daniel Jones? Right, you'd say, he'd be a hard guy not to Easy like. Easy to like, right? Like he first one there, last one out. Works hard, guys like him, all that stuff. Tough as nails. It's just I don't know if I would be comfortable with how often he's off the field. To it's hurt a lot to roll the dice with that as this guy's he's it. That's an important part of this. Do you mean down to your backup quarterback at least how many times a, a year? You know, that's uh, 
Yeah, and you have to have a good backup quarterback. These now. are major. These are major injuries we're talking about. I mean, second ne- neck second surgery, neck, ACL, had a hamstring one time, ACL, recovering from that. Yeah, these are major injuries. Mike in Red Bank. Mike, hi, you're on ninety eight seven. Hey, Dave, Rick, I uh, I love you guys. I love you, Dave. Thanks. Is, uh, it's it's really tough for me to call in about this, but it, not really. So, Dave, one day you call Rick your, your blood brother. Yeah. Then the next day you uh, you call his wife a floozy. Rick, if I get home from work today and, uh, you know, I don't see the biggest, most massive bouquet of flowers in my foyer for, for, for Cassie, then Rick might, uh, Dave might be dead to me. You know, that Wait, you want, you want me to send his wife flowers? Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I really? Mean, if we're talking about flowers after a first date, how about this guy that you say is your brother? You know, you call his wife a floozy, you got you to gotta make up well, for but this. But, Mike, let's, let's reflect on why I said that. He said first date that they're like that she's she's throwing her her tongue in his mouth. Dave, have you ever heard of love at first sight? I mean, the, the two well, love at first sight, dead. sure, but it doesn't mean it has to. Yeah, gotta go all the way on date one. Kissing is going all the way. Well, I know what it led to. It led to nothing. Mm. That was it. Mm-hmm. That was that was. Like, I think down. I think I think maybe everyone you're being a little, has their own pace. a little bit sensitive. That was way no. down the road, though. I waited a, a long time. You know what happens if I send flowers to your home? What happens? What happens? I mean, uh, it's a, how dare you send flowers to my house? Cassie would to love my the flowers. Wife. You want me to send flowers to Cassie? No, I don't. They, they would have been welcomed before today. Now, if you got if you sent flowers, they'd be thrown in the trash. I'm sorry, flowers. I don't know if it's enough. What, what does she uh, need? Damage, Chocolates? Damage might be done. Really? Some some flowers and some chicken cutlets. <laughs> I made chicken cutlets. I know you did. Is there still no response from Cassie? Uh, from, I have not heard from Cass. Oh, dear. The silence is actually it troubling is. now. It, right. It but mean, why it's... would she not respond to him? She can't be angry at you unless she's angry at you because you gave oh, me the fodder. No. no we, she we was so a little overly, bit. Wrong with that. overly. She might be too angry for words. Overly aggressive right. on the first date. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my goodness. What can I say? It was love at first sight? Love is great. Well, make a beautiful you, you, conversation. You, you, didn't, you didn't kiss Sherry first date. I did. No making out. We did. Okay, so what are you talking about? Yeah, but I, well, what are you, what are you, you doing it, judging here? Yeah, what are you judging me for? <laughs> uh, I just got a funny text. I'm going to send Eric flowers over here. <laughs> because I'm not sitting here talking about it, and I didn't make it so graphic. Like, I didn't say it was that graphic. Tongue. You said her tongue was in my throat. In my mouth. Ugh. What? I don't know. It's a, it's a lot to handle. I can take myself dancing. How can you keep your hands off that? I'm, uh, listen, better. you're very titillating. I'm not saying you're not. See that? Ma- maybe you maybe the, the issue she has is with you, that you're telling too much. Well, no, but she, she, we've been together for how many years? She knows I tell too much. All right. So maybe she's angry at you. No, maybe she's angry at you. I don't think she's angry at, angry at me. Have her text me. No, she's not Give her my text. number. No, I'm not going to give you. Why, why? Why would I give her your number? Because I'm a nice, friendly you're guy. Right. Have her text me. No, you're looking to take advantage. What, what, if she, You know what? The fact that you think that she can be taken advantage of. Well, I don't know with you. Is the problem? Right. I would never, I would never ever okay. do that. Okay, for numerous All reasons. Right. Maybe you're the floozy. Oh, I'm the floozy. Maybe you're the problem. I used to be a floozy <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> I was a floozy. Not anymore. Not anymore. No. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. How you doing? Good. 
Oh, I'm doing great. Good. Yeah. I feel like you've had a very good show today. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that. Absolutely. It means a lot. Good. You're trying to butter me up now. What do you mean? You're trying to butter me up. That's not true. Yeah, it is. I see what you're doing. How do you figure? Keep it up. uh, Do you not want me to say nice things about you? I'm saying keep it up. I like it. Oh, okay. I like the verbal no, but, but I'm not trying to butter you up. I think you've had a very solid show Thank today. You. I think you've done very good work. Yes. And I'm appreciative of that. Um, we still have a lot to do today. A lot. we got to get back to the Knicks and that, I don't know. I mean, you knew they were going to lose the game, but I don't know. It's just frustrating to watch it. And we got to get to this McCall Hardman story, too. I've, I've held off as long as humanly possible. The sad part is it, does not, it doesn't surprise me. It's like the, <laughs> it was like the article that we read with Diana Rossini. The stuff that I read did not surprise me. And this is just a first-hand account. But how many people were, like, attacking Diana? She's making it up. It's not true. And then you hear from McCall Hardman. Should, should we listen to a little no, bit? I think of we it? have to. All right. Uh, McCall Hardman on the pivot um, on the Jets lying to him. Here we go. Telling me certain things, like, I meet with you, and you like, yeah, I'm going to get you some plays. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to make sure you get involved in the game plan, but I play two plays. That's not – you can't tell me that. I'd rather you tell me I feel like these guys better than you, and we'll figure you out later. I bet. I can take that. I'm a grown-ass man. I, can, I understand that. But when you keep telling me and feeding me lies and saying certain stuff, then that's what don't sit right with me because, like, I know for a fact I'm better than him for sure. Like, I ain't trying to, you know, where I know I'm better than him. I'm better than him, too. Garrett Wilson, the only person y'all should just be like, hey, he can go. He's one of them guys. So go. I have no problem with y'all putting it around Garrett Wilson for sure. I don't, I don't care. Like, that's fine. But when you come to certain other things, like, come on, like, I don't understand why I'm not in a rotation with that. And y'all never gave me a reason as to why either. Yeah, you, you know what's a bad look? You tell the guy he's going to play, and you put him in for two plays right. is, is absurd. Yeah, well, I'm I'm telling you, as a you know, as a guy that's been in locker rooms with coaches, like that's all you really ask for. Like you heard him, you guys, I I I recognize Garrett Wilson's the guy. Right, I got no problem with that. Right, but don't tell me that you're going to draw plays for me, and then I play two plays. It, it it's guys embarrassing. Just want, guys just want honesty, man. You, you know what's bad? The guy just won a Super Bowl, and he's doing an interview, and he's crushing the Jets. It's a, it's well, I think a some bad questions. look, I, well, man. It's a bad look for both sides, but I mean, I think there's some questions as to why, I mean, why he was was never it's, used It's a worse look York. for the Jets. Yeah, it's a worse look for the Jets. How, how does McCall Hardman look It probably pisses him off. I'm sure he, you can you can hear how angry he is. I was reading a quote yesterday that he said, you know, he, he basically checked out and he knew he had, they had contact with the, the Chiefs and that's where he wanted to go. No, it actually did not paint uh, some little tampering going on. Uh, it, it, yeah, a lot of tampering. Yeah, it did sound a little Come tampery. Um, more McCole Hardman on the pivot reaction when Rodgers got hurt in week one. What was your reaction to oh, that? Shit. It's going to be a long day, boy. Because <laughs> you got to understand, people understand, Aaron is the offense, bro. His thought process and his ability to get to anything that he wants to is scary. It's no bad play with Aaron. Like, I'm telling you, like, run deep, you run down the middle, you stop right here, and you run the slant. He has the ability to Madden. Hot routes, he has that ability. He has that ability. It's like, and he's so smart with defenses. Like, I, like in practice, the man be like, yeah, he's blitzing. Hey, you back up. You're not coming. How do you know he's not blitzing, bro? Like, you, know, you don't know that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, like, his mind is, is fantastic. Well, let's take the positive out of that. This guy who has played with Patrick Mahomes and won numerous Super Bowls thinks that Aaron Rodgers is just an absolute savant, savant when it comes to quarterback yep. play. That's that's positive. Yeah, that's positive. But it also, I mean, it, it kind of speaks to also us and the feeling we had about the thing in hockey without Aaron Rodgers. We knew. That he's not good. We knew. That it's, I mean, this, and I guess, I mean, listen, it, it's the risk that you ran. When you decided to to go all in and do whatever it takes, I mean, you hired Nathaniel Hackett after what you saw in in Denver. Like I'm, not, I'm, I'm 
pretty sure he was not at the top of anyone's list. Hey, I can't wait to hire this guy after what just happened. You know why they hired him. They right. hired him for one reason, but to get Aaron Rodgers. He got hurt. And the guy clearly does and not know what he's doing. And it all went up in smoke. Um, he says Jets didn't adjust when Rodgers got hurt. We know that, but here is McCole Hardman. But when a guy like that leaves the offense, and it's like more so it's conceptual, like, okay, now just make the throws, it get harder for the offense. And then you put a lot of pressure on Zach Wilson to try to carry, the, the put into that role, rather than making the offense where he's at his best. They didn't do that. You know what I mean? Cause I've been in a situation where Pat getting hurt, and we had Chad Hitty in there, or more. And Coach Reed just made the offense where it solidified them, and we won games. We went 4-1 when Pat was out. Yeah, but here's the difference. You're talking about Andy, Andy Reid as compared to Nathaniel yeah. Hackett. Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, right? Yeah. But so, that just seems. But I mean, that just seems like, like what you would naturally do, in anything. Of, but of course, but, but it's like I, I don't care what you do. It's like it, with this show when you when you're not here, the show's going to be different, right? When you're here, it's, but but but. It, Yes, you can't like. But, I'm not you, ask. but you adjust that, but to that's who, who you're working with. But that's what I'm saying, right? I don't just say no. This is going to be. You're not. Dave does it this way, and this is how it's going to be. Yeah, no, like, that not. doesn't make sense. Well, if Gross is more comfortable another way, maybe you work in another way. Exactly right. But the problem is the person that's that's tasked with making this decision, whether or not you know, or how to to pivot to an offense that works better for Zach Wilson, doesn't know how to. This is the offense he knows. <laughs> He's been in the league for a long time. And the fact also, that there's only one way. Well, I mean, this is the way he knows, and this is the way that they practiced. I mean, all the entire offseason was... I, I get it, but... Aaron Rodgers is the offense. Sometimes things happen, and you have to adjust. Right. Like, I mean, the whole the whole purpose of being a coach is get the get the best out of what you have. So so the offensive coordinator didn't adjust, and the team didn't adjust. Well, how would the team adjust if the well, coordinator well, the, can't? The, the team would say, you know what, let's bring in a quarterback that's capable. And the quarterback's not good. Well, that, well, that's how the team didn't adjust. Let's bring... I'm not saying the players. I'm saying the management. Hey, guys... Rodgers gone. Let's bring in a quarterback that's capable of doing this. Let's let's ride him back again because it'll work this year. Oh yeah, it worked all right. Oh, unbelievable. Um, and I think this is this is bad. This is going to upset you, McCall Hardman, telling us a story about punt returning or not against the Chiefs. That's something you relate to your next person. You got to let them know. That's like if, if, if the, your QB hurt, you need to tell the backup, hey, I need you to take more extra reps this week because you might have to play this game. That's what a coach does. If you a coach, that's what you do. You the National Football League, bro. You not in Pop Warner. You a coach. Right. You supposed to, you supposed to let people know that because if I'm not a star returner, my mindset ain't on returning in the game. It's not unless I actually have to really do it. You know what I'm saying? So we get to, to the thing, mind you, he got on Wednesday. I didn't get talked to him Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. I not have not one word to this, this this man. Sunday on the field, we out there catching punts. I got pads on. We finna play. I'm on the knee. The, the team finna come out, especially the quarterback come to me. Like, hey, I need you to be the star returner in this game. I said, no. I'm not returning punts for you, bro. He told my son, oh, you don't want to do it? No. Why would, I, why would I want to return punts for you? You know what I'm saying? Like, why would I want to return punts for you? First of all, the reason I said it because not too long ago, you you telling the head coach that you don't trust me back there. Right. And I wouldn't meet with you and tell you, like, hey, why you don't trust me? All right, so I think it makes both sides look bad. It makes Hardman look bad. It does. It does. I mean, um, coach is saying, I need you to go return punts. You, right. No, I won't do it? No, I mean, you also, I mean, you get the backstory there, too. Right? I mean, it's it, it, it sounds like... From that clip that McCole Harbin had had asked, I want I would like to return punts, and they and didn't want him to. Well, I can't trust you, right? And then he wanted to sit down and be like, "Well, why can't you trust me?" And now all of a sudden, because you need him, didn't talk to him Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Hey, I'm going to need you. That's right. And at that point, he was like, "Sorry, 
The, the no, sh- he's like, it's like, hey, bleep me, bleep you. Right. Uh, why did he refuse to return punts? I'm not catching for that man, bro. I'm not playing for him like at all. I wouldn't even do it. We'll do it for the team. I said, I'm going to be hurting the team if I go back there because I'm not going to catch the ball. <laughs> like, I'm telling you right now, I'm, I was so checked out. Like, it's over. I already talked to Visa, Pat. Like, hey, bro, come get me, bro. Like, what are y'all doing? Like, what are we talking about? Like, man, come get me. I'm sorry you had to endure that. Yeah, it was tough. Just listening to the sound. I mean, well, it's, you know it's what it awful. is too, though. And and the reason why I think that you know people hear that and say it's bad look from Cole Hartman is kind of the end of what he just said. Is well, don't do it for me. Do it for your team. The thought is like, hey, suck it up. Do it for your teammates. Right. And he wanted no part of that. But I think when you have an experience like that with a coach, sometimes it's like you're trying to use me and and use the fact that I love my teammates to get me to do what you want. When you've treated me like garbage the entire it's, time. It, honestly, it's bad all around. I don't think Hardman looks great here, and the Jets look comically bad. Uh, Jets look worse. But yeah, yeah. Jets look because this guy caught the winning touchdown in the Super Bowl, so he's capable of being a really good player. Try to guess how many times he was targeted this season. The whole season, or whole on season. the Jets? On the Jets, four, three times. Had one catch. It's great. He, he had one catch with the Jets. Uh, and who was your second receiver? Oh my, that's a, that was his point. Uh, he's right. He's they, right, but the, here's the thing: Alan Lazard was even active for half the game. Here's the thing that here's the thing that pisses me off the most. He's not the kind of receiver. He's not like the outside threat receiver. Like if Jalen Hyatt doesn't get the ball, hey, we quarterback stinks. We can't get you the ball. No, you find creative ways to get the ball in his hands. Uh, how difficult would be? Hey, that's right. It's, Jet sweep. It's hey, such a such a. They, they look they look foolish. They look foolish. Let's break. We'll come back. We'll get your calls on the Jets, the Giants, and back to the Knicks. One 919 Dean already right here on ninety eight seventy ESPN. Thanks for listening to the DPHRO and Rothenberg Podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York, the ESPN New York app, or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN.